It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Defensive tackle has become a very buzzy position for the Dolphins to potentially target early in the 2023 NFL Draft. But after further review, looked at the top candidates from the class, how many of them are truly a fit for the Dolphins? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. And when we see say every day, right now we literally mean every day. It is Sunday, April 16th, 2023. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. To all the everydayers who listen in on a daily basis, welcome back. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM, my personal favorite game on my phone. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager or managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look at them in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. If you're new to the show, new to the program, welcome Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, uh, the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with Joe Marino, podcast dedicated uh, to team building across the entirety of the NFL, and several years now at this point in the captain's chair on Locked On Dolphins, and uh, you can find us on YouTube or you listen to your favorite podcasts. Doing a lot of legwork right now for the 2023 NFL Draft, which is why on a Sunday, you're getting a show. You got a show on Saturday. You're getting two shows tomorrow, including one on Chosen Anderson, the Dolphins' newest wide receiver, veteran wide receiver that he announced on his Instagram story uh, that he had signed a deal with the Dolphins over the weekend. That news was confirmed this morning, and it's another layer. And we'll continue to explore what that means, but not before today. We really dive into this defensive tackles class because... We didn't necessarily do the same number of prospect spotlights that I have done at other positions. We've done Mozzie Smith and Keanu Benton and Moro Ojomo, but that's it. And I've graded 13 of these cats. So we've done a lot of legwork. The, the, the players that I have graded and evaluated, Jalen Carter, Georgia, Atatumia, Atabore, Northwestern, Brian Brzee, Clemson, Mozzie Smith, Michigan, Kalijah Kansi, Pittsburgh, Keanu Benton, Wisconsin, Moro Ojomo, Texas, Sakai Aika, Baylor, Carl Brooks, Bowling Green, Jaquelin Roy, LSU, Gervon Dexter, Florida, Zach Pickens, South Carolina, Keandre Coburn, Texas. 13 guys. And boy, oh boy. If I was concerned about the offensive tackle depth, in this class, I am exceedingly more concerned about the scarcity of quality additions that can be added to the Dolphins' front. 
on the defensive side of the ball at defensive tackle in this year's class. Case in point of the top five names, Carter, Adebore, Brzee, and Cansey, I think they're locks to be gone before the Dolphins pick. Mozzie Smith is probably a 70-30 will be gone by the time the Dolphins pick. And Keanu Benton's, I think, a true 50-50. If this board doesn't break right, here's the big challenge that I have. The evaluations that I've done for the Dolphins players on the roster, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Wilkins is a roster cornerstone. Zach Sealer's a quality starter. Raekwon Davis is a, a quality depth player. But you're either going to add a player into the rotation that if he's the Moro Ojomo or the Atomia Adabore kind of build, he's still going to be your third best defensive tackle behind Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. And I don't see a lot of viable options to upgrade definitively at nose tackle. A true nose tackle. Well, Keandre Coburn at 330 pounds and Gervon Dexter, who's moved around a little bit, but is 310, 315 pounds. Jaquelin Roy, who's 310. Uh, Sakai Aika is probably the highest graded true nose that I think the Dolphins are guaranteed to see on the board when they make their or when they're scheduled to make their first selection. And Aika, for me, is a little bit too much Danny Shelton. If you remember, Danny Shelton was a top 20 pick for the Cleveland Browns back in like 2015. And he was kind of this big buzzy player because he was a nimble dancing bear, but he didn't have great leverage. Uh, he didn't have great length. He didn't play to his functional strength based on what his stature was. Kind of got pushed around a little bit. And after a couple of years in Cleveland, started to bounce around. Belichick figured out how to get some good run out of him for a short stretch of time, but largely never lived up to that top 20 stratosphere. Now, Ika, once upon a time, had the same valuation from a lot of draft picks. And it felt it's felt like he's kind of stabilized and is probably a day two selection at this point in time. But the way that these players grade out, uh, Jalen Carter on a college curve is the only grade that's comparable to what Christian Wilkins currently is. And if you extend that to Zach Sealer, uh, Atatumia Atabore is the only other prospect on interior defensive line. And some people think he's an end, but he's 282 pounds, really long, super explosive, has played inside at Northwestern, is the only player that challenges Zach Sealer. Everything else is... Either not great scheme fits, like a Kalijah Kansi, you're expecting to be gone, like Mozzie Smith, or you're getting into really skill-specific players that I think are probably going to face a little bit of a difficult transition for different reasons across the board. So I don't have anywhere near the same level of excitement unless the board falls for the Dolphins a very specific kind of way. Now, there, I think there are some options a little bit later that I would have a pallet for uh, for Miami. But I'm I'm pretty lukewarm. And, and I still plan on, before the actual draft rolls around, I'm going to do a couple extra defensive linemen. I'll do Keon White from Georgia Tech, just because I know he's a super red-hot name, but he is a little bit more raw. Uh, and, and I'm going to do Byron Young from Alabama for sure. But looking definitively at this group of 13 players that we have done, I'd ar- I would make the argue 
day one starting caliber players in this bucket is more scarce than offensive tackle. It's more scarce than tight end. It's more scarce than running back. I, I know for a fact it's going to be more scarce than linebacker just doing having the legwork that I've done for the draft in general without having done it specifically through the lens of the Dolphins. This defensive tackle sell for Miami being an early pick, you better have the right guy there. And if not, I, I think there's definitively less pathways to taking a defensive tackle on day two right now than there were a week ago before I started deep diving the position. Because I, th- I just think behind X number of players, it's really limited. And this is, of course, all part of the strategy that goes into building a championship or hoping to build a championship caliber roster. If you have that kind of fire inside of you to build a championship caliber roster and create a dynasty for yourself, Ultimate Football GM is the mobile game for you. You're responsible for every single strategic aspect of building a dynasty from balancing the books to managing the budget to negotiating player salaries to hiring the right coaches and coordinators to making trades to drafting players to signing free agents to dealing with injuries to setting ticket prices upgrading the facilities you name it all in a challenging and realistic game world it is all on you and the best thing about it for my money is that it's completely free and it's playable offline so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked On Dolphins listeners get a free boost 100% to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps. In the game store, that's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, defensive tackles I would draft on day two. Well, let's formally go through the, and you can see here on the bottom ticker if you're on YouTube, uh, the big board of players that I think have any level of moderate possibility of being on the board at 51. Mozzie Smith, top-ranked player. And Mozzie Smith didn't necessarily blow the grading out of the water. Uh, but at, at an 84.4 out of 100 points, that puts him on the Dolphins' total big board. Uh, 13th out of the, we are now up to 48 prospects that we have graded specifically through the lens of the Dolphins at their primary positions of need. Now the names in front of him, Brian Brzee, expect he's gone. Peter Skaronsky, expect that he's gone. Dewan Jones, expect that he's gone. Atatumi Adabore, we're expecting he's gone. Paris Johnson, we're expecting he's gone. Dalton Kincaid, Bijan Robinson, Jalen Carter. That's eight names. So this is a top five option of players that we think have at least a moderate chance of being available for the Dolphins at an 84.4 out of 100 points. Now he's behind Sam Laporta. 
He's behind Matthew Bergeron. He's behind Jameer Gibbs, and he's behind Darnell Washington. Those are your heavy hitters. But Mozzie Smith has crashed that party. And I would comfortably rather draft Mozzie Smith at 51 than draft a running back at 51, unless it's Jameer Gibbs. But the scarcity of the position is what makes it scary because you look further down and players that also scored above an 80 at the running back position, you have Israel Abanacanda, you have Tajay Spears, you have Zach Charbonnet, you have Chase Brown. All of those players right at that 80 threshold or higher. Other defensive tackles who graded above an 80 in this evaluation process for the Dolphins? that we're expecting have any chance at all to be there? Keanu Benton, that's it. It's the scarcity of the position that makes it such a challenge to forecast. And if Mozzie Smith ends up being off the board, look, I wouldn't dismiss Mozzie Smith being a first-round pick. Team like the Buffalo Bills, team like the Seattle Seahawks, team like the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they brought back uh, Hankins in free agency on a one-year deal but I wouldn't dismiss it. The Philadelphia Eagles, I know they drafted uh, a big-time nose tackle, but Mozzie Smith has some versatility, and the Eagles were so desperate for interior defensive line help last year that they went out and they signed Linval Joseph and then Su at the midway point of the regular season. They rotate bodies a ton. And I think you can make the, the case that Mozzie Smith would give you more on passing downs. Keanu Benton is probably a little bit more on the sense of a doomsday option at 51. I would not be mad if Mozzie or if Keanu Benton is the selection at 51. I think there's a little bit more variance there. I think while Mozzie Smith could step in and be a adequate level starter immediately at the NFL level, particularly on early downs. I think Keanu Benton probably gives you a little bit more upside on passing downs, but you're going to have to live with a little bit more of the inconsistency of, of a player who isn't as dominant with his strike timing, isn't as dominant with his pad level, isn't as dominant and anchoring in the run game. And that's what the Dolphins have to ask themselves. Do we want a pass rusher for the inside? Because if you do, you might as well wait and land somebody who's only going to play on third downs, but land a player like that on day three as compared to the expectations of using pick 51 for a player who's not really going to play anything more than 300 snaps this season. All these variables and layers and things that you have to covet and ask yourselves is what makes it challenging. But looking at the way that the rest of the board stacks, between Mozzie Smith and between Keanu Benton, here are the players between the two on the cumulative big board for the Dolphins that I have constructed. And again, all the positions are being graded on traits that I am defining on my interpretation of what I think is important. So at the end of the day, this is all, it's my opinion. And everybody's entitled to have theirs. But here's the players. We acknowledge the players who were above Mozzie Smith that I think have a pretty good chance of being there at 51. Here's the players in total, regardless of whether or not I think they have a chance of being there at 51, between Mozzie Smith and Keanu Benton. Michael Mayer. Tight end, Notre Dame. Israel Abanacanda, running back, Pittsburgh. Tajay Spears, running back, Tulane. Anton Harrison, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. Kalijah Cansey, 
Defensive tackle, Pittsburgh. And Zach Charbonnet, running back, UCLA. You got a lot of running backs and tight ends. So you have a lot of non-premier positions that are positions that have a great deal of surplus. So again, feeding back into the idea of scarcity, if you get to 51 and Mozzie Smith is going, but Keanu Benton's on the board, you might look at the board and say, well, this is the last viable option we feel we have to play in the A-gaps for this Dolphins defense with any level of consistency. Is that, regardless of the snap share that he's going to take, going to be more valuable to you than getting the top option remaining at a position that is exponentially deeper. And if you have to wait around to address that player, you might only be giving 5 to 10% of the caliber of the player in return versus if you did the same thing at defensive tackle, you're giving up 20 to 30% of the caliber of the player that you would then be able to draft with your next available pick. Opportunity cost. It's the really fun part of all of this that I, I quite frankly can't get enough of. Now, I mentioned the next true nose tackle that you have is Sakai Aika from Baylor, transfer from LSU, and we didn't do a spotlight on him. He graded out as a 78.5. He's down here in this range with Devin Achain and Davis Allen and Sean Tucker and Jalen Duncan on the Dolphins' predictive board, but once you're into the 70s, I'm generally perceiving you're, you're probably a day three pick. And I just don't necessarily know utilizing that pick in that regard. Now, maybe you can make the sell that drafting on day three for players that you're drafting for a year in advance is an effective use of that capital because you're not drafting for need anymore. You're drafting to draft and develop and build guys up for the long term, as you do have to make some tough contractual decisions with players to extend versus not extend. I can't guarantee that's the thought process, but that's the sell of it is, well, we know we're going to need a nose tackle long term because Raekwon Davis is in the last year of his deal because it was 20, 21, 22, 23. Four years, rookie contracts for non-first round picks. He's up. Sealers up. Wilkins is up. It's kind of a blank slate after this year for it to be whatever they want it to be until they make commitments to Christian Wilkins and or Zach Sealer. I don't think Davis is going to get it at all. And of course, the irony here is nose tackle is the dying art of playing interior defensive line, and they are generally perceived as a low-value position. The challenge is find me the guy that's a definitive upgrade right now. Find me the guy that you feel like would step in and hold his own because all of these players that we're going to be talking about as plug-in options on the interior, and I didn't even, I don't even think I mentioned Gerard Clark, did I? I did Gerard Clark from uh, Coastal Carolina, so make it 14 defensive tackles. I watched him against Army. He pushed around by a 270-pound offensive guard as a 330-pound nose tackle. He's a developmental type player in my eyes. Those aren't players that I'm, I'm, I would advocate for drafting on day two. So the likelihood of passing is kind of the, the thing we have to wrap our, our heads around as we put a bow on defensive tackles in general. 
uh, specifically. And then we have a couple more hybrid type players we'll, we'll get to before the draft itself. But uh, this has been the most underwhelming position at this point in time for me. And we're going to talk about that likelihood of closing uh, as we wrap up defensive tackles here on Locked on Dolphins. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I will say, if the Dolphins had an opportunity to add and get aggressive, Mozzie Smith is the true scheme fit. But we are already have people making the argument that Christian Wilkins shouldn't get the kind of money that, that the market is going to dictate he is owed because he doesn't get enough sacks. It's outrageous. But you would be drafting another player in Mozzie Smith who does not, and his hallmarks are not sack production. So if you're looking for splash play difference makers, that's not going to be it. Now, if Adetumio Adeboree slips out of the first round, and I cannot believe that we would live in a world where that would happen. Uh, after the NFL Combine performance that he put on display, but just as a point of appreciation, I would consider drafting up for Atabore from Northwestern. Real quick rundown, we're not going to do the full bio here. Um, this would be the player I would pound the table for for the Dolphins to add. 6015, so six foot one and five eighths of an inch. That's fourth percentile for uh, interior uh, defensive lineman. Let's call it defensive lineman. They currently have him as an edge, but again, he has played a pretty significant amount of time on the inside. 282 pounds, 33 and seven eighths inch arms. That's 73rd percentile for defensive tackle since 1999 to come through the NFL Combine. He ran a 4.49 at 282 pounds. That's 99th percentile. He jumped 37 and a half inches in the vertical jump. That is 99th percentile. He jumped 10 feet 5 inches in the broad jump at 282 pounds. That is 99th percentile. This dude, from an athletic profile perspective, is a freak. An absolute freak. Uh, for his athletic comparables, courtesy of mockdraftable.com, um, one Aaron Donald is one of the top six athletic profile comparisons on the board. And that's the thing about Aaron, right? Aaron's undersized. Aaron's six foot tall, but Aaron had length. And people are going to point to the kid over at Pittsburgh and Kalijah Kansi and say, well, he played at Pitt. He's undersized. He's the next Aaron Donald. 
He doesn't have length. This dude's got length. If that guy fell out of the first round, I would strongly consider. I would put him in the bucket and the stratosphere of drafting him or pursuing him in the same spirit of which I have the gusto to do with Darnell Washington. Highly unlikely after the athletic profile that he dropped on everyone at the NFL Combine. And he's got good tape, too. Played in the Big Ten, played a lot of good offensive tackles. So that kind of leaves you in no man's land. You go up and get that guy at the expense of immediately addressing a need. Uh, but you would reset your, your financial clock at defensive tackle with one of your two spots. Um, but I think predictively we're living in a world where if I had to guess, Carter's in the top 10. We've heard the floor right now for Jalen Carter is nine to Chicago. Brian Brzee has enough spots in my mind between some of the teams in the top 10. I think it's probably a little early. But then you also have uh, the Detroit Lions at 18. You have the Seahawks at 20. You have the Eagles again at 31. And then a slew of teams that could use defensive line help, especially with, with his uh, versatility, which is one of his best traits. Uh, I, I think he goes in the top 30. Kalijah Kansi, I think from a penetration three technique perspective, has enough predictive buzz from the insiders across the league that that's also going to be a top 30 pick. I think Mozzie Smith could challenge. I don't think he'll go in the top 20, but I would not be surprised if he, he gets his name called in the 20s. I certainly think he's gone by 40, barring a catastrophic slide of all of the names in front of him at the defensive tackle position, which I would not rule. But predictively, I would say he's gone by 40. And then that leaves you in the world where, okay, is Pittsburgh going to jump on Keanu Benton? If the answer is yes, we're probably axing this all together until you get to day three, and then you, you would have a player like Carl Brooks, who is another short-armed player, but has illustrated a pretty good variety of pass rush skills and really strong pop in his hands and has good motor and has been highly productive the last couple of years for Bowling Green. I just wish I didn't see so much Curtis Weaver with Carl Brooks. If you don't remember, Curtis Weaver is a fifth-round pick from Boise State from the Dolphins and was cut uh, in camp his rookie year by the Dolphins. Went to Cleveland, didn't do anything there either. Uh, but he's kind of built that same way, short arms, kind of a little extra weight on his frame, but he's, he's pretty dense uh, as a football player and shows good urgency and can live on or has lived on the edge at a smaller level of competition. Just a little bit too much there for me to, to get too excited about Carl Brooks. So in summary, for players, I think the Dolphins have a realistic chance. At, I draft Mozzie Smith at 51, no questions asked. I would have to hate the way the rest of the board broke at 51 to draft Keanu Benton, or I would have to be in a frame of mind in which I need a player that I feel like can be a viable starter at some point throughout his rookie season at that spot. And if you feel like Keanu Benton is your last stand in that regard, you're drafting, you're getting into that dangerous area of drafting for me, but I could see how they would do it. Moro Ojomo, I wouldn't draft at 51. I wouldn't draft him at 84. I would trade back, potentially pick up an extra early day three pick. And if you need to pick him towards the very tail end of the third round, okay, we can live in that world. 
everybody after that. Ika, Brooks, Roy, Dexter, Pickens, Coburn, Gerard Clark. These are all day three guys as far as I'm concerned. I just think that the, the ceiling for some of these guys, even if the ceiling's high, the floor is not particularly high right away for any varying degree of reasons. That's my two cents. That's how I see it. Look forward to getting into linebackers next here on Locked on Dolphins. We're going to start grinding the tape. We're also doing Chosen Anderson, a film study on him for tomorrow, looking at what he still has in the tank, what his viable prospects are of making the Dolphins roster. So plan accordingly. Hit subscribe. You can follow along on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast because we are your team every day. Appreciate all of the everydayers who are checking in on this Sunday and keeping it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 